With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? It's Jared from the Corner Booth. Do you like living balls out? Oh, boy, do I have a spot for you. Over 200,000 customers happily agree Ballsy is the best place for men's grooming products for your man area. Free of BS chemicals like paraben and sulfate made right here in the U.S. of A. Go to Ballsy.com. Use promo code BELLYUPSPORTS, all capitals, Ballsy is an official sponsor of the Corner Booth Podcast and Belly Up Sports. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, the Corner Booth Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Clem, alongside the intern, Samir, and my right-hand man and Gump Twitter celebrity, Mr. Kev. Oh, boys, crazy weekend in sports. We had another quarterback get basically have a brink truck and a half back up to his house. We had franchise tags galore because the ta- the, uh, I think the deadline was today, I believe. And on top of all that, free agency begins in a week. The NFL offseason is here, man. I'm excited. We have a possible trade uh, also going down with uh, one of our teams on of our people here. So it's definitely going to be interesting. We'll get rock and rolling. First off, boys, Dak Prescott got half a bank dropped in front of his house yesterday. Um, I I remember the number was about 120-something guaranteed. It was 164 over four years. Mm-hmm. In fact, I remember that's actually impressive. Um, so yeah, sixty-six million dollars signing bonus. <laughs> I saw that one. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man! You know what? Good for Dak off an ankle injury getting paid. And you know what? Congratulations, Dallas. Nine and seven never looks so good. It's not even on Dak. There's never have any money to pay anybody ever again. Because Dak's a decent quarterback. I'm not going to – I'm, you know what, I'm giving up on the Dak versus Carson debate because Carson kind of held himself this year. Um, but they're not going to be able to pay anybody. So, well, two, three-year window, and that's going to be a bunch of rooks. So, good job, Dak. Congratulations on getting paid. And Jerry? Oh, boy, I didn't, th- I didn't think they were going to do – I honestly thought Dak was going to walk. I didn't. Or it was a franchise tag. I did not think they were going to get a deal done. That one really surprised me. What did you guys think? I mean, arguably, Dak's their the most talented quarterback 
that Dallas has had since Roger Staubach. I don't think Troy Aikman's a very talented quarterback. I've said before he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. He is a product of Michael Irvin and Emmett Smith. Uh, and Tony Romo was a fine quarterback, but I think Dak's more talented. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a deal you had to make. Now, I don't think it's going to work out in the long run because I think it's funny. I saw this on Twitter today. It's like quarterbacks from other teams. How does Tom Brady keep winning? Tom Brady takes yeah. a team-friendly deal. Quarterbacks. How does he do it? it it's real. There are so many questions on this defense for Dallas. They're going to have to rebuild their offensive line in a couple of years because they're all getting old. Three years max. It's going to be soon. It might be sooner because they're going to start letting guys go too. I said a couple of years. I said I said max three. Yeah, a couple is two. That's how you okay. If you see a couple out on the street, how many people are there, Jared? That's different, Kev. No, that's where it comes from. Oh, okay, then never mind. Whatever. Kev, you win. All right, move on. It's So it's a deal they had to make. Uh, they could, There was no other way to do it, but I don't. Because with that offense, the line is still pretty good right now. They're a decent line. They have good weapons. They needed a quarterback now. Uh, I don't think it's going to work out. I think Zeke's going to be a casualty in a couple years. I can see them trading him to get that contract off the books to rebuild their defense. I think giving Zeke that contract was ridiculous and shouldn't have been done. So stupid. Uh, what, two years ago now? Yeah. Yeah, so he's got three more years. Was it, Zeke was five years, right? Five? I feel, I feel like that's a running back deal, about five. Um, but – yeah, no, I could definitely see you on that one, Kev. That's definitely something I would definitely – because also, if Zeke doesn't have another productive year, like he has another, like, eh, year, and Tony Pollard keeps going off, they will move on from Zeke because Pollard looked incredible at the end of the last year. Memphis turning into running back, you. Um, in turn, what's your what's your appeal on Dak staying in our division? Oh, I love it. I mean, come on. You're overpaying a quarterback. If a quarterback he, 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 is – no problem. What's that? He always beats you guys, no problem. Oh, yeah, very easily. But, hey, just wait. Just wait Just, just wait when Mr. Gettleman has up his sleeve. But, so he's going to uh, another defensive back go and get paid somewhere else? Yes. Strategy. Probably. Uh, but I think it's a product of, you know, this contract is a product of, of the Dallas Cowboys. And I think this might be... Here's my take. I think this contract might finally be Jerry Jones' ego catching up with him. And I say this because Jerry Jones had to make the Cowboys America's team. He just had to. He had to make the big Grand AT&T Stadium. He had to make the Cowboys larger than life. He had to make the Cowboys an entity that ruled the, the country and ruled the National Football League. Guess what happens when you do that? You have to pay your quarterback an excessive amount of money because he's the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Because of this image of the Cowboys that Jerry Jones has made, he has now created a culture where the quarterback, if he is serviceable for the Cowboys, will have to always be underpaid and the rest of the team will not be able to be good. And it's going to be like this until Jerry Jones, I'm going to say, retires. And I'm not going to say the other word to be respectful. In the Al Davis way? Yeah. Or <laughs> some major changes to the culture happen, which won't happen if Jerry Jones is around. I mean, they still have Stevens, so I don't think any changes are happening anytime soon. Um, uh, Quick note on Zeke, by the way. 
He has a potential out in 2023 that carries a $6.7 million dead cap. If he do, if they do not take that out, if he does not take that out, do you know how many more years he will be a Dallas Cowboy? Three, I believe. Six. Ooh. His new contract Ooh. kicks in this year. Oh, God, I forgot. They, they just stacked it. They didn't actually st- – oh, boy. <laughs> because – Oh my God. 2020, he got paid $6.8 million. That was the last year's entry-level deal. I don't know if they kind of retooled it. But the new deal, where he gets paid $9.6 million this year, $12.4 million next year. Oh, wait, yeah. Base salary, $9.6 this year, $12.4 next year, 2023, 10.9, 2024, 10, 2025, 15.4, 2026, 16.6, and then he's a restricted free agent in 2027 at the age of 32. Why did they backload it? Because Dallas is Dallas. Oh, you know why? I, I've started to realize that I think teams backload contracts with running backs because after the out, they generally think the running backs going to be used up and they can cut them at the out point. Mm. That's my thinking. That makes so sense. The Dow- Cowboys are probably thinking, all right, Zeke's probably not going to look at how the contract structured completely. So we're going to load them up at the beginning we're going to give him a decent amount of beginning, but we're going to load it up with the back ends, have all the guaranteed money spread out, at least or in the front, and be having out like a 2023 with a really low dead cap hit. And it makes a lot of sense because then they're okay. They're only, have you said like six point something, 6.8 or something like that? So yeah, last basically year. last year. So the, okay, so the cap, uh, whatever the cap hit is when they hit, when it, when the out is, then oh shit, they're out. A cup, they're out maybe what a free a safety or a good cornerback would cost in dead cap, and they're back in the market again for a running back. They probably draft a decent one because it's like six or seven come out every year the way it's going now. So I, it makes sense, but like Zeke, like Zeke is probably the worst. Exp- I don't know who is worse, him or Gurley, because if Zeke is another bad year, he's just not worth the money. Yeah, they, no, they, it, Gurley's uh, worse. It also makes sense. So for 2021, dead cap is 24.5 million. 2022, it's 10.8. 2023, it's 6.7. 2024, it's 2.6. And then the last year of the deal, he's in 2025, second to last year, he's 30. 2026, he's 31. There are no, there's no dead cap those years. Hmm. All right. I mean, so, I mean, Zeke, am I wrong to say, Zeke ran for a thousand yards last year, correct? I don't think so, because he missed like a couple of games. He did miss a couple of games, but I think it's – I mean, the guy has at least five 1,000-yard seasons. I mean, he's still a great back, uh, maybe a good back now. I mean, I mean, if we're talking Gurley, it's like – I mean, come on. The guys – they're the same age. If you want to, if you want to compare Todd Gurley and, and Zeke, they're the same age right now. Gurley's a year older. or He came out a year earlier. They're both 25, though, I think. 25-26, same range. And Gurley's out of the league. Zeke missed one game last year and ran for 979 yards and six touchdowns. Oof, that's brutal. And then in his second year, 2017, he missed six games. It rushed for 983 yards and seven touchdowns. I, I will argue this, though. I don't think I think Gurley will pick up a small deal somewhere. I don't think he's dead. I think a short yardage back. Because I think also sure. it's not really his fault – that his knees went to shit after he got it's that contract. It's not, yeah. Yeah, like, that the main, and also, McVeigh ran that dude 
like ragged that year they was the Super Bowl. That man was running at like have like twenty something t- touches a game, like Larry Johnson level numbers. Zeke is just because he's a fat piece of shit. Like he just doesn't care. It's not like it's not because it's not like it's not it's it is on him. It wasn't really on Gurley. I argue Gurley's not as bad. Yes, the cat the, the Rams took a hit on their cap, but they made the idiot decision. It wasn't Gurley's fault. His knees went to dog shit the second yeah. he got the contract. But uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, uh, Cowboys are in a weird spot because they're gonna have to pay CD. Cooper's got, I think, two more years. Gallup, they gotta pay. Well, they might have to. They might let Gallup walk. I think they'll let Gallup walk. Right, yeah. Bro. Deep threats, like deep threats, are a dime a dozen. Gallup is just fast. CD is just CD's a generate is like is like a top ten of his generation caliber receiver. So I can mean, I throw this hot take out there? I'll yes. put it now. Hold my mark my words. Hold me accountable. Uh huh. By the end of their career, C.D. Lamb will have been a better wide receiver than Justin Jefferson. Oh, no, I would bet money on that, too. I think, I Justin think absolutely. Awakening. Kevin hit it on the nail when we talked about our bold takes two weeks ago. The dude has one move off the line of scrimmage. Cornerbacks aren't stupid. They watch tape. Put Justin, put put um, put um, Jalen Ramsey on him for a game. The guy's going to have three catches for, like, ten yards. Like... Guys watch tape like you even put Darius Slay on still same same thing. Guys who like smart quarterbacks, corners who have enough speed and are vets, they're gonna know to look for him because Adam Thielen's getting older. They're gonna look more to double Jefferson. He's gonna have a, a real rough year. He's he's one guy I would definitely ignore in fantasy this year until the later rounds of, unless he's available because there's a lot of a drop off with him. So I, I would take that as well. Uh, question. Not yeah. to go back to the draft, but how heavy is Devontae Smith right now? One one seventy four. Yeah. Uh, okay. I was because I was thinking about CD and I was like CD's smaller on the smaller side too, and I think he'll be dominant. But CD's one ninety eight, which I think is attainable for Smith. CD also runs like a truck yeah. for a receiver. It's insane. Like the guy runs like he's thirty pounds heavier. Um. All right. Patriots news. Kevin, you guys getting a tackle, huh? The biggest one in the league. Uh, I love this move. This is great. Those who didn't see it, the Patriots traded a fifth-round pick for Trent Brown and a seventh-rounder from the Raiders. And also, Trent Brown is restructuring his contract. One year, 11 mil, potentially. So that is going to have some incentives. It's going to be less than that. All right, so who did Bill hold hostage? Yeah. <laughs> well, Trent Brown missed some games. He didn't play great. And here's why I love the move, right? So the Patriots, linemen always look good in the Patriots system. Mm-hmm. Partially was a I, was a reason, or not a reason, was because of Tom Brady. He got the ball out quick. You didn't have to block that long. I mean, ask Samir with uh, Nate Solder. <laughs> a great siding by the Giants there. But so... Ugh. I think it's also Josh McDaniel's scheme, Bill Belichick's scheme. So once he signed with the Raiders, we got a third-round pick for a compensation. Let's say Trent Brown looks good for the Patriots again next year and leaves. That's another third-round pick. There you go. I, I mean, I think it's good. I mean, you guys are keeping Joe Tooney as well. Uh, no, we're not. You're not keeping Joe Tooney? No, we're not franchising him. 
Okay, he I didn't see him on the free agent list. Maybe I just skimmed over his name. Um, he was there. Oh, he was there. Okay. Well, I mean, even Trent Bright, like the the pursuit of Mac Jones starts with a tackle. So there you go. I have a crazy roundabout draft dream. Oh, Jesus. That we can get into when we go to free agency. Oh, Mac boy. Jones falls to the seventh round, and they use the Raiders pick to get Mac Jones. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> Oh man! All right, um, all right, you guys ready to hear a rapid fire franchise tag list, and we'll give our reactions. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the f- franchise tags. These are all the teams who actually use them, at least according to CBS.com. Marcus Williams, safety for that was tagged by the Saints. Justin Simmons, another safety tag by the Broncos. Taylor Moore, Moten, Monten, Moten, whatever, a uh, tackle from the uh, Panthers. I don't know how I butchered that. Marcus May, another safety tagged by the Jets. Leonard Williams tagged by the Giants. Some that ones should be interesting. Brandon Sharif, the All-Pro guard, um, yes, yeah, uh, signed by the Washington, tagged by the Washington Football Team. Uh, Bucks, one of the biggest news of the day, tag Godwin. Jags tag Cam Robinson. I was not surprised there. He's actually had a decent last couple of years. Allen Robinson, this was a surprise to me today. I thought he was walking, gets tagged by the Bears. And that is what we have so far. As what we have for tags this year, a lot, a lot less. One of the ones that was pulled was Bud Dupree. More on that later. Gents, what do you think about the tags? Who is the biggest surprise to you? Uh, Cam Robinson. He has not had a very good NFL career. And I understand he's a tackle, and you want good tackles. But... He's not very good. Uh, I'm not super shocked by it just because they're not taking another tackle at uh, number one. They're going to be taking Trevor Mm -hmm. Lawrence. They want someone who knows the blocking schemes or at least who's already in the building that they can kind of send the playbook before the season starts or before the draft and say, here's your blocking schemes. Figure it out. Yeah. And there aren't many good tackle free agents. Uh, I mean, besides Trent Williams, but you're paying for a 33-year-old at that point. Yeah, I, and I don't, I don't see Trent Williams wanting to sign with Jacksonville. Yeah, even with Trevor Lawrence there. So yeah, no, I just Daryl Williams. Yeah, um, that's the best one outside of Trent Williams, and he had a dislocated kneecap a couple years ago, and he's 29. Yeah, but really, so we... that one's kind of surprising, but I get it. All right, Samir, uh, who was your biggest reaction from – what was your biggest reaction from uh, the franchise tag Palooza today? Uh, well, I mean, obviously from the Giants' side, I'm hyped about Leonard Williams staying. I think he's great. I think he's a great interior lineman, 11.5 sacks, career high this year. I think he's going to be a great presence on our line for many years. He's still young. I think he's 26 or mm-hmm. maybe even younger. Uh, and I think we've said that this is a placeholder for a long-term deal – which I'm excited about. I like that. But I I, I don't know. I uh, For some reason, the Godwin tag surprised me. I felt like Godwin would either... I felt like Godwin either walk or get a long-term deal. I, But the more I think about it, the more you know it makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. Brady's there for one more year. All right, let's go get another Super Bowl. I understand that. But I just... I had a feeling that he would go to Miami or somewhere where he would be an elite... Uh, clear cut uh, mm. f- well, yeah number one like and 
I don't know. Maybe that's just me having the experience of Odell Beckham Jr. wanting the ball all the time. Maybe Chris Godwin doesn't want the ball all the time. Uh, but I don't know. I just feel like if you're you have that elite talent, which I think Chris Godwin does have, mm-hmm. I would want to be featured in an offense. Well, on the Miami side, I'll talk about this more for agency, but I've heard of two big name offensive friends, one who wasn't tagged today that the Dolphins are already sniffing around, and that would be uh, Mr. Galladay. Apparently, there has been a lot of rumors that the Dolphins are sniffing around Galladay's camp. Because I have a weird feeling, as once they would love Smith or Chase at three, they'd rather get a proven guy like Galladay, who's a big play threat, and who has the catch radius of a guy four times his height. So I get it, especially for two, if you want to get this kid more weapons. And I also think Aaron Jones will go there as well. But the biggest one that surprised me is Allen Robinson. We've heard for weeks about how, like, oh, it's a done deal. Allen Robinson's out of Chicago. And I guess they, they, they're going to see what they have at quarterback. I, I may, like, <laughs> I'm kind of lost here because they let Mitch walk. They're tagging Robinson. They really have, like, no solid answer at running back. What, uh, Chicago to me is just like this weird lost ship out to sea. I don't know what the hell is going to happen with it. I thought they would have let Robinson walk to screw. We're going to drop the quarterback and start over because that receiver tag is not cheap. So, yeah, dude, they, they need to keep some rep- weapons for Russell Wilson. Yeah. Yo, that's, that's going to be, I, I swear to God, Kevin, we're going to wake up my birthday next week and. I'm just going to hear, like, a bombshell of a, a da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
Let's get Murray some protection. Let's get a guy who literally could eat Murray like lunch. Um, because Trent Williams, I don't know if you notice, is a monster, and Kyler Murray barely stands five foot eight. So, who also uh, keeps up with the red theme of his jerseys? Yeah, true. Um, I could see Arizona as kind of like a sleeper, but yeah, Kev Seattle, that is a probably a solid one. I could also see Houston making a run if they somehow manage to keep Watson from like pulling an escape from New York, escape from Houston edition. Um, yeah, no, Trent Williams is going to be to a contender or a team that thinks they're a contender at least. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I want to throw it out there. It won't happen because they're not contenders. But how great would it be if the Bengals were like, were like, we got so scared from Joe Burrow getting hurt. Let's give all the money and get a good offensive line and make our boy the most – give him a cotton ale, just a beautiful landscape to just sit there and sling the rock. It's not going to happen. I think Williams is going to be one of the last guys to sign. I don't think he'll be one of the first. I think with the first one off the board is going to be Aaron Jones to the Dolphins. That one's mm, – he's number three, obviously. Yeah. Um, because I think that that Bengals theory could be interesting because if the Bengals do start shelling out money to offensive linemen and say, listen, Trent, we're going to – this Burrow kid, he's the real deal. We're going to put a line around him. One of the team y'all didn't bring up, Los Angeles Chargers. They need mm. to tackle badly. They have a quarterback who is ready to go. And besides maybe shipping for a running back possibly um, – or drafting or drafting one. I'm not, I'm I'm saying you might see a possible um finally getting a tackle to protect uh Joe Burrow's backside. So not Joe Burrow, uh Justin Herbert's backside. So all right, um we'll do we'll start doing it four to clip. So Shaq Barrett, Aaron Jones, Bud Dupree, Trey Henderson, two elite, three elite edge rushers and one game breaking running back. I think Aaron Jones is going to Miami. I think that's almost not a done deal, but I think like that's like the it was kind of like Alshon to Philly a couple years ago where everyone kind of knew it was going to happen, but nobody was talking about Like, nobody was, like, announcing it yet. So what do you guys think? Aaron Jones, Miami, or do you think there's a dark horse in this? I think Miami's the best bet. Aaron Jones wants to go there. Miami wants weapons. Fair enough. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm there with the Aaron Jones. Um, we talked about this also on the show. It would be fun to see him in Buffalo, but I'm also leaning Miami. I think Buffalo is going to make a run for Leonard Fournette. I think he fits their style more. Mm, I was going to ask you later in the show. Who that's, do you think that's, Fournette that's will go? Pick. I think Fournette's going to uh, Buffalo. Um, Shaq Barrett, Bud Dupree, Trey Henderson, Carl Lawson. There's so many good – Jay Van Clowney. There's like five premium edge rushers. I think they're all – I think they're all going to contenders. I think like – or at least teams that are – maybe teams that are tighter on cap safe may go for a Clowney or a Lawson – but I definitely think um, Hendrickson and Dupree, and maybe Dupree as well, but Barrett and Hendrickson are going to get paid. Mm. Those dudes are going to get some serious cash. I, I can see Hendrickson, the Saints, going all out to keep Hendrickson. Yeah. He's young. And also, I mean, they're trying to remain competitive while we're in Drew Brees' limbo if he's leaving or not. Yeah or if he's retiring or not. So I can see Hendrickson taking a massive deal with the Saints. Um, Bud Dupree is a mystery. I can honestly see him going to a place like Cleveland. Mm. I don't know why. I just have that feeling. Like, Cleveland's been going full-court press to try and turn that franchise around for the last couple of seasons now. I can see them making this move, keep him in the AFC North. 
I don't know how he views not re-signing in Pittsburgh, but I don't know. Um, Clowney needs to go to a team with good pass rushes. If yeah. the Cardinals don't sign Trent Williams and have a little extra money to spend, I can see them making a run at Clowney too. Not a massive deal like Clowney still wants for some reason. He still thinks he's a top-tier defensive end. He's not. He can rush the pass. That's all he can do. So on a on like third down, when they want to get the blitz going, put Chandler Jones, J.J. Watts, David Clowney out there. You will get to the quarterback. He's one of the few guys that I saw, like, multiple people I know from, like, the Philadelphia media and everything say, like, he's one guy, the Eagles, with their limited cap space, even after they make all their cuts and the restrictions and everything else, they could take a run at if he's willing to take, like, these deal because their rotation pass row system works. But with Bud Dupree, I think Bud Dupree's going to go to the 3-4 scheme, obviously, because he's a under, he's a smaller pass rusher. He's not big enough, to, I think, to go on a 4-3 like Cleveland. That was a good idea, though. I think possibly Baltimore going to the rivals. Cause I feel like they kind of – like – it was almost a done deal that Pittsburgh was going to franchise tag and they pull it. I don't know if he's petty enough, but Baltimore in the 3-4 system, that would work. Also, um, going up to Buffalo is another one. They mm-hmm. have cap space. They need edge rushers. Buffalo works. It's going to be interesting because Bud Dupree, it's like, how's that knee going to feel? Because if his knee's good to go by like even like the end of September, October, he just you just added nine and a half sacks to your defense right there. Because I think he... TJ Watt gets a lot of attention, but I think Bud Dupree's a freak athlete, and he rushes hard. TJ Watt's going to have a down year. Oh, I know, because now they can't, like, they can double-team the hell out of him. I'd like to see a team like uh, the Titans take a run at a, at a pass rusher. Uh, oh, with Clowney this year. <laughs> yeah, that fell flat. I mean, oh, my God. He didn't even have a single sack, I believe. Yeah, no, he only but, had, like, two tackles for a loss, I think, or something like that. That's like, depressing. Yeah, I mean, it was a rough year for him, but I just think, like, they – they because they have such a great run game, and I – like, it's – they are control the ball. They're ball control. Yeah. And I think they need – uh you know, I, other than Jarrell Casey, I think they need a force on the line. Mm-hmm. Like, they had Jarrell Casey, and there's not much around – and that defense, and you, and I think it was exposed against the Ravens. They're not athletic enough. I mean, uh, granted, it is Lamar Jackson, but they aren't athletic enough to stop a fast team like that. And because they rely on the run game, they can't catch up to a fast team like that. So they need a defense that has the ability to 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 hamper a, a, a team like that and allow Derrick Henry to get going. Fair enough. I mean, so we're gonna, uh, like some of the other guys like Matt Judon. I don't think. They're, and Yank and Gakwe, I think Gakwe is going to get a decent deal. I think he's going to be like kind of like the Hargrave of this one. Like he kind of just slides into yeah. the radar. He had a good season, but he wasn't like elite. One of the guys I'm really looking at is though is it, I think Galladay to the Dolphins is not a done deal, but I think like that makes almost more sense than Aaron Jones. They have cap space, and the biggest thing is they need to get weapons for Tua. And the thing is, if they're going to make this Tua thing work, get this dude some big receivers. Two is accurate, but also if he's running for his life sometimes, like, hell, it helps to have a guy who can moss almost any cornerback in the league. Between him and Devontae Parker, the amount of jump balls they can throw is ridiculous. Um, they're both kind of the same type of receiver, which kind of works. Um, I can see maybe going to a slot receiver in the draft, too, as well. Maybe, like, um, that kid out of Purdue whose name escapes me right now. But um, if they wanted to trade, uh, take a later first round. But I think Galladay to the Dolphins. Uh, Rondale Moore? Yes, that's who it is. Um, you yeah, know, because like 
Okay, we were just talking about like how like guys like Judah, I think, are just gonna go later. So with same thing with Tooney and Lindsay, I feel like you're gonna go to like contenders who need line help. But I said Galladay to the Dolphins is a big one to look at because I think they need to get a big radius guy like Devontae Parker, but to be a primary while Parker can kind of Parker's a good two receiver. He's a great two receiver, but when you when they had Kenny Stills there, he took guys away from the line Parker to actually be a decent player. But I love Kenny Galladay to the Dolphins. I think that helps too a lot, especially if like a lot of play action with Aaron Jones in that like rotating carousel running backs. I also and, like uh I like I like the thought of uh Galladay going to Indy and helping out Wentz there. Uh I mean T. Y. Hilton I think is a, is an upcoming free agent. I mean I I will be quite honest, I don't like Michael Pittman. Pittman, the guy's got like two routes to his na- to his brain. He's big, he's physical, sure, but I think Galladay's a next level talent and they have all the cap space in the world and a big target, once again, for a guy like Carson Wentz is is definitely what he needs. I will offer a counterpoint is that the two guys like later on the list are Curtis Samuel and Will Fuller, two burners. Mm. And if I know Frank Reich, Frank's gonna be like, okay, I finally have a court. I have a quarterback who can throw the deep ball. Let me go get some real wheels. Also, you're talking about a guy who's cheap as hell. If you want some real speed in the back end, you got Prashad Perriman who's gonna take a one year deal yeah. for whatever you give him. So I, I think with Galladay, I think Miami's a good bet for him. I can see uh, Devontae Parker either being a deadline deal or a draft night deal, depending on what the Dolphins do at three. If they take a receiver, they might look to move him and get some line help or get some more defensive weapons, Get maybe get trade back into the first round, couple there later first, the 18th, I think it is. Yeah. Their actual first and Parker for like – a 12 and try to get Micah Parsons or Jeremiah Owusu. Uh, uh, it's, it's not his name. It's Jeremiah something that starts with the K Owusu. I'm not positive. Yeah. I forget. Try to get him to replace Kyle Van Noy, who was a salary cap casualty. Oh, not even a cap casualty, but they paid him too much, so they cut him. You also got Juju, you know, Corvette, Corvette, and uh, Corey Davis. <laughs> Man, you got a lot of good receivers. I'm uh, so I uh I'll hop in with a little with a little Giants commentary here. I'm hoping I mean, I saw Galladay not getting the tag. I was like it's not happening. Let's not trick my brain here. I'm hoping if the Giants are smart, maybe go for Curtis Samuel. I mean, Gettleman drafted him when he was in Carolina. Curtis Samuel would be great speed guy or I'd like a Corey Davis just a solid number 2, number 3 kind of receiver. He's not uh, good roster shut up <laughs> no no and then i'm saying draft draft a real number one receiver in the draft and have Corey davis compliment him older uh you know a little bit you know wiser more physical receiver compared to hopefully a Jalen model that we would get you better hope then that um philly gets like smith or chase at six yeah <laughs> because I they, they, I've heard things they love Jalen waddle too like if waddle's there and chase and smith are off the board they'll take him and I mean, I, I mean, there's also the whole prospect. Kyle Pitts is kind of like the monkey wrench in that whole equation. Yeah. Because I, but like then again, you have Dallas Goddard, who the Eagles are talking about extending during the midseason if he's having a good season. So I don't know. They might go get like a Brevin Jordan in the third round at tight end. So I mean, it's gonna be it's that this whole that whole time after Lawrence at one, 
the the mock our mock drafts are going to be ridiculous. I don't like free agency is going to be a a little bit of a tell all what teams are thinking because if like Philly goes out and like they cut a bunch of casts they go out and get a couple receivers I'm like okay I guess they're not they're going to go tight end then first round I don't know. Do not be surprised if a team who already has a good tight end take pit takes pits because he and I'm not saying he's going to be as good. But he has the potential or the skill set to be like a Jimmy Graham on the Saints days where he would split out at wide receiver at times. Mm-hmm. Or, hell, and I know this is a no-no name that we're not supposed to compare players to. I'm not talking about off-the-field issues. I'm not saying Kyle Pitts. Hey, hey, Aaron Hernandez on the Patriots, they would line him up at wide receiver. They'd line him up at fullback. They'd line him up at – Kyle Pitts has that skill set. A uh, fullback might be a bit of a stretch sometimes, but if you need a running back on a play, try Kyle Pitts. I I, I get I get the whole thing, and that definitely seems like something serious. Like the real key is like if Pitts gets to six, I just don't know who's t- like. The only thing I know for almost for certain, unless Trevor Kevin joke before the show, the only way that or earlier in the show, the only way that um the Eagles take a quarterback at six is if Trevor Lawrence gets busted for like some kind of drug deal. And then the Eagles are like, you giving us the best quarterback in the draft at six bet. That's the only way. But so like, it's either Pitts or one of the receivers. So I'm just, I'm, I'm lost here, but uh, this fringe is going to be crazy. All right. Do you even wait? Even if Trevor Lawrence got busted for like a massive, he would not pass. He's not gonna fall. Let him fall. He's not falling. This is a fun game to play. This is a fun little game to play. Uh, What could Trevor Lawrence do to drop five spots in the draft? Get convicted of like rape or something? Like it's more say, but like that's the only thing I can think of that would even get him close to it. I mean, like I don't know. It's it's crazy. All right, so. We're gonna keep looking on. So we got let's do a little quarterback royale here. Actually, no, we'll wait till, we'll, we'll wait a second for quarterback. But like, look at tight ends here. So you got Janu Smith, Hunter Henry. Um, both know. good. Janu Smith is very athletic. Yeah, Gronk's staying in Tampa. I don't I don't care what anybody says. He's not leaving. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you have those two, and then you have more edge rushers. You have Carson. You have and then you have KJ Wright. You have Aguilar receiver, Malcolm Butler, Marvin Jones. This is such a loaded receiver class. Like I'm, I'm looking at this right now. I'm trying to like John Ross. Head, I think there's a lot of dudes that can make plays. Okay, so, we're talking tight ends right now. Janu Smith and Hunter Henry. Do you think one of them, if Zach Ertz or Kyle Rudolph, like Zach Ertz, Kyle Rudolph, and those two, like think about it, but, like four tight ends really in the market right now. They're good or solid starter level tight ends. Do you think your Patriots take a run at one of those four? Yes, 100. percent who do you think is odds on the favorite, Rudolph? Uh, it depends. If Hunter Henry, if we can get him on a cheap deal, I think they'll just take him. But I, I think Rudolph might be the favorite just because I don't think he's going to cost as much as Smith and Henry, and he's not going to take up – and you're not going to have to go up draft capital to get him. I love Zach Ertz. Um, I think Ertz to Seattle, if they end up keeping Russ, is, the, is, is my go-to deal. I think Russ – I think – Ertz will be like, yeah, I'll, I'll go play in Seattle. And, um, you know, John Snyder will just ship off draft picks like it's his job. <laughs> yeah. It is uh, seems to be like it is his job. <laughs> basically. Um, 
All right, quarterback time. So, all right, so here's a list of some of the quarterbacks, gents, who are on the market. Mitch Trubisky, Andy Dalton, Jacoby Brissett, um, Jameis Moneyball Winston, Ryan Fitzmagic, and Cam Newton. All right, boys, rapid fire. Where do we think teams are going here? Because Andy Dalton had a pretty good ending to his season in Dallas. They were like one win against Samir's pesky little Giants to get into the playoffs. And, you know, because Doug was going to – and Doug Peterson not throwing a game. You have Jameis Winston, who apparently is a born-again quarterback. Now that he got his eyes fixed. Cam Newton, who I swear to God wasn't set up to fail, but that Patriot situation wasn't good for anybody. There were a lot, a lot, a lot, not a lot of weapons. Edelman, I think, just gave up on life after Brady and Gronk left him. And then you throw it up to guys like Trubisky, who got his Bears to the playoffs. Fitzmagic, who made probably the best throw of the year, besides the Hail Murray. So, where do you guys think? What's going on? What do you think's happening with quarterbacks? You're forgetting one name, the Mr. Big Mr. Handsome Joe Flacco. <laughs> oh, Mr. G- Mr. Career for the rest of his career backup Joe Flacco. Absolute game changer Joe Flacco. Oh my lord. Is he elite though? <laughs> um, I love that was a conversation for like our entire high school career. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he tore it up in the playoffs. So he did. Awesome. Backup. So here's what the Bears need to do. They re-sign Mitch and Joe Flacco, and then you have Mitch play the regular season. Then, once you reach the playoffs, you bench him, and you either start Big Dick Nick or Joe Flacco, two guys known for playoff magic. Well, I mean, you have to have Mitch, like, fake an injury or something like that, because it can't, like, I don't think Nick Foles, his powers can be activated unless it's an injury sacrifice. Okay, so here's what you do. Ready? So you you sign Joe Flacco and Mitch Trubisky. You hire the Chargers team doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And then you're like, oh, Mitch, like, you need a cortisone shot. Like, you know, you're injured. Mitch, you've been punctured his lung. And Mitch is like, what the fuck? I need a cortisone shot in my ankle. Why did you go near my lung? (laughs) I don't know, man. I've been drinking. Allegedly. See, I said I texted my I have a buddy who listens to the show. He's a big Bears fan. He's obnoxious as hell. But I said, hey, I think you guys might need to bring in Nick Foles right now to save your season. And he goes, don't give me hope, because <laughs> this is right in the middle when the Bears were like, it was crazy. The Bears kept that game against the Saints in the first round so close. That game by itself proved to me the Saints were hosed, because the Bears held them to like I think under 250 yards. I was like, oh boy. I'm not here for Mitch Trubisky slander. He is he has more NVPs than Tom Brady. <laughs> Peyton Manning, Roger Starbeck, Bart Starr, Brett Favre, Joe Montana, Steve Young, elite Joe Flacco, and Patrick Mahomes combined. <laughs> Mitch is the GOAT. Let's be honest. Mitch, Sundays are for kissing titties. The Trubisky <laughs> is the GOAT. Um, oh, I forgot about that tweet. Oh, boy. But back to the other quarterbacks, I can see the Patriots maybe, maybe giving Cam Newton another year and as a placeholder. I want you to think Jameis. Get a quarterback, have him sit for a year and put Cam in. God, if Jarrett Stidham's our 
starter day one, I am going to just disappear. Like, I'm not going to be on the show anymore. And then for some other company in Texas, you're going to see Lev is the podcaster of the Borner Cooth or something <laughs> ridiculous like that. Or Lev's going to show up with like a fit, like, like, like the glasses, the big nose, and the fake mustache. So it'll be mustache on top of mustache. Um, <laughs> if the Patriots don't take a fly on Cam Newton, I can see him going to uh, Big Pittsburgh was the big draw for Newton allegedly, and then Big Ben's back. So I have no idea where Cam Newton's gonna go. He's not retiring. He might be a backup somewhere. Um, look for Fitz Magic though to complete the AFC East quadfecta. Oh, that'd be amazing. As the placeholder quarterback, and he will be the placeholder quarterback for the year, unlike in Miami where they're like, hey, you're the placeholder quarterback. Oh, Ryan, you're playing well now? All right, cool. We're going to bench you and start the rookie. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is with Fitz Magic, I could see uh, – also, we forgot Alex Smith. I could see either him or Smith um, going to um, Philadelphia if they don't really get a deal because they've been talking about getting some like old backup for uh, – to kind of mentor Jalen Hurts, um, I think Alex Smith that might be the best decision because they're like he's not gonna have to go in right away. They're gonna give Hurts the keys to the Lambo, obviously. But like at the end of the day, like if like he's like struggling or like he just needs somebody to like put his arm around, and be like, listen, you gotta calm down and just re like look at the defense. So I think Alex Smith to Philly might is a legitimate thing. I do see I could see Fitzmagic going to um, New England though, especially if they get um, especially if they get a legitimate shot at a. Uh, a, a quarterback they want Mac Jones or maybe somebody else around that if like Zach Wilson falls or something. So also um, Andy Dalton to the Washington football team. Oh yes. Mm, oh yes. Make it very interesting. Make it so. Oh my Lord. I, I can't they need a quarterback. I know. Yeah. Where is, wh- when are they doing this team reveal by the way? When are they doing the new name? That's next year. I think that's uh, this year. Is it? I think it's this year. New era, new 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 name or whatever. Oh, but, I did see that. I don't know when the announcement is. They did. There were rumors of Riverboat Cam reunion. Oh, I don't Atlanta, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I, I, I make this happen because <laughs> there's one thing I don't fear is Cam Newton. Uh, Washington football team's new name to arrive in 2022. Oh, that's lame. <laughs> Leave it to Washington to screw up a name change. I mean, how long does it take, you guys? I mean, come on. It's a name. So, did you guys hear why it's taking so long? No, I didn't. Why? And why they went the with the football team? Was it the guy who, who trademarked yeah. all this? Yeah. So every <laughs> single time a name was rumored, some guy in Virginia would trademark it. That's awesome. <laughs> capitalism, baby! Don't get me started on capitalism. <laughs> I am pro-capitalism, by the way. I, I just have thoughts about people who are very pro-capitalism, and then when capitalism takes effect, they get a, they get mad. Oh, they're canceling. Do- Not gonna rant about politics. Yeah, <laughs> let's can't try to keep Kev. Let's try to keep like you and me off the politics train for a little while, at least on this show. Oh, Afterward, if you- your political beliefs. Easy. All right. <laughs> Jared's gonna edit this whole part out. Yeah, he's writing it down right now. Actually, I was looking at my phone. Okay. But yeah, no. Here we go. Uh, 45, 46, 32. All right.
What what would what episode wouldn't it be if I didn't have to edit some shit out at some point? All right. I mean, you know, just because we don't have Myers Leonard on here, then you'd have to edit out a lot. You want to shit. talk about that now since you brought it up? Like, like if y'all don't know, Myers Leonard was on a Call of Duty stream and he used a anti-Semitic slur when he got shot in Call of Duty. In Call of Duty, um, I has anything come down from the league yet, or has this been like just public? whip backlash uh as of right now mostly public backlash um zach at belly of sports or something very interesting about it uh i would check it out uh jared now you know you can't edit any of this out because like it started a new topic yeah honestly it didn't really get that bad so there have been times where you've gone around just like all right delete 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 (laughs) also uh allegedly while he was on the stream right after he got a call and he was it. He said like, "Oh, that was my wife." It, it might have been his wife for business purposes, but it was probably his agent. Be like, "Dude, come on." Also, fun fact: the Heat owner is Jewish. Adam Silver is Jewish. Mickey Harrison, right? Um, yeah, Ar- yeah, Harrison, 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 Harrison. Well, it's it's somewhere around that name, but yeah, no. Oh boy. I mean, okay, my two things are this. First off, saw a great tweet that was, like, uh, Myers Leonard when he doesn't get traded to the Jazz, and it was the clip of Isaiah Thomas being like, I met all the criteria to be selected, but I was not selected. It's one of those Hall of Fame-level disrespects in any documentary ever (laughs) by Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is still clowning Isaiah Thomas 20 years later. Just, I mean, 30 years later. The dream team is hysterical because the uh, – who was their coach? Uh, it was the Pistons coach. Yep. Yeah, it was. I can't remember his name, though. Uh, it starts with a D. Chuck Daly. Chuck Daly. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, sweet. I'm in. And Michael Jordan hated him so much, allegedly. <laughs> That Chuck Daly was like, you know what? We have the greatest player to ever play this game on the team. We're not messing with this. We need to blow every team out by 40. I'm sorry, Isaiah. You're not coming. If they took Jordan off that team, put Isaiah and, like, one other guy on there, they'd still probably beat every team by 20. But, like, you know, you put MJ on there, it's just like. But they would not have gotten as much money if they kept Michael Michael Jordan out of the team. Fair enough. Also, has anybody ever had just like a, a slew of just crap thrown at him since he retired, like Isaiah Thomas? You had the whole New York Knicks debacle, like, and I, I, he's probably, I think I, I remember him getting in trouble a couple other times, just being like the, this, the butt of sports jokes, and then just the culmination on one of the most watched sports documentaries ever to exist. He is just clowned by Michael Jordan. I mean, honestly, I'm not a bad boy Pistons fan, so I think you get what's coming to you for being just a a, a jerk. A jerk. It took me a second to... Uh, oh, I hate the bad boy Pistons. And yeah. it's not because of Isaiah Thomas. It's not because of Chuck Daly. Bill, Bill Lampier. Yeah, I hate Bill Lampier. <laughs> I cannot stand him. Just a pudgy white guy just doing nothing. Doing a whole lot of nothing. He doesn't have as much skill, but Bill Lambeer is like, oh, what are their names? We're not a hockey podcast. I don't know their names off the top of our head, top of my head, but Sean Avery. No, so on um on Bob. the Oilers, 
with Gretzky. They had two guys on there whose jobs it, jobs it was to protect Gretzky. If someone hits him, they're going after him. That was essentially Bill Lambeer's job. His job was to piss people off, and if someone goes after Isaiah Thomas, he fights him. Or he fouls him hard. Yeah. I hate Bill Lambeer. So much. Uh, speaking of, or going back to our Jersey conversation from the other day, a Team USA, that's a classic. Team oh. USA, give me a Jordan, give me anyone from the Dream Team. Oh, yeah. Michael, um, uh, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. Oh, yeah. Go, uh, if you really want to go really out of the way, you could go, um, uh, what's the guy from the, the Warriors, the white boy? What was his name? Um, Chris, Chris, Chris Mullen. Chris Mullen, yeah. Yeah. Couldn't remember his name for a second. I'm like, because I saw Chris CFC Mullen. Warriors who put up like, 170 points a game and <laughs> still like did not win anything that was a fun team though oh yeah that was before i was born but that was a fun team didn't they have spree also like really young latrell spree well i don't Back think when... so no i swear he was on the warriors like in the mid 90s all right well, we're was early 90s yeah no because i think spree well wasn't on that team though all right we're going uh, back to football. Hang on. I'm looking up Latrell Sprewell right now. All right. 92 to 98. So I think he was the last year, like the last year of run CMC was 92. So he's a rookie. Yes. Um, a super explosive, bad-tempered rookie. <laughs> or, it wasn't run CMC. It was run, run TMC. Yeah. So, 91 was the last year. Okay. I think. Let's go. Don so Nelson, great coach, by the way. They were still the uh, – well, Donnie's Hall, like, Hall of Fame by a mile. Yeah. Oh, so November 1st, 1991, run TMC was broken up when Golden State traded Richmond and Les Jessman to the Kings for Billy Owens. Okay. All right. Y'all ready to get back – uh, get off our changeup, come back to a little football to break down the secondary and linebackers. Yeah. All righty. So a couple big ones. Matt Milano, the he got his fame basically for being one of the guys, him and uh, Edmonds, one of the three, to kind of keep figure out the whole idea how to stop uh, Lamar Jackson. You, he's just a very fast coverage linebacker. Shaq Griffin. Um. The corner, John Johnson, William Jackson, uh, Jayon Brown. We also forgot about Hassan Riddick. That one can be interesting. I feel like he's going to need a weird deal. Jason Verrett, injury prone, but when he plays, he's elite. Ronald Darby, whose career completely flipped the second he got to Washington. Um, Anthony Harris, Mike Hilton, um, Malcolm Butler, of as of today, can pointed out, Richard Sherman. Xavier Rhodes, Mike Davis, and the list just keeps going on. You got Quan Williams, Patrick Peterson, Xavier Woods, like the Keanu Neal. The, the list just keeps going. Desmond King, like the the Rashad Perriman. I mean Rashad Breland. Perriman's also freezing too. Uh, Quentin Dunbar. Like you have the most ridiculous. Oh Malik Hooker as well. Troy Hill. That is ridiculous. That's like not – I just named about 19 or 20 bona fide starters on m- almost every team. All free agents. And you Can also I miss Kevin King. Can I crazy free agency conspiracy theory <laughs> that I want to happen? Kev, sure. do you, kid. All right. 
So the Patriots' top four corners right now are Stephon Gilmore, J.C. Jackson, Jonathan Jones, and Steph- or Jason McCourty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Patriots trade Stephon Gilmore for a late first, early second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb wrote a really good piece about whether or not we the Patriots should trade uh, Stephon Gilmore. He said we should. Uh, trade him. J.C. Jackson moves into the one corner spot. Jonathan Jones, Jason McCourty kind of fill in that number two, number three spot, depending on who's better in camp. Uh, the Patriots trade the 15th pick and whatever late first or early second they get and a first next year for the number 10 pick. I don't know who has it, but they trade for the number 10. Pick Mac Jones. Dallas. So trade it to Dallas. Pick Mac Jones. And then, oh, well, Kev, now the Patriots are down a quarter. No, you bring back Malcolm Butler. You sign him. Mm. Patriots go down Stephon Gilmore, but J.C. Jackson's a stud at corner. You get Malcolm Butler back, the hero of Super Bowl 49, and you get Mac Jones out of the deal. I Who could, says no? I could, honestly, the only thing I would say no is if Dallas decides to be a stingy bastard. I mean, the trade 11, trade 12. Like, just get Mac Jones on the team. Jesus, it's not that hard. Bill, I, get honestly, Mac if Jones. Ten, if he gets to 10, he's going to get to 15. So I would argue trade for another pick and go get more dra- go get like the kid out of uh go get JC Horn out of South Carolina as kind of like an heir apparent to um what's his face? Gilmore. Because apparently JC Jackson's pro comp is a keep to leave. That'd be great, but I mean he definitely Khalib fit your system perfectly. The the so- reason why I want to trade up to ten is to avoid any other team trying to trade before fifteen. Uh, there is value in the peace of mind. Yeah, true. I mean, that's the same reason the Eagles tried for fucking Andre Dillard. Mm. Don't get me started about that one. Um, Thanks, Howie. Um, I, I can see that happening. My dream frenzy scenario for Philly, very simple. Um, I don't want three players. Uh, or just get us another edge rusher to go with Sweat, Graham, and um, Barnett. Could be a clowny if, if he comes for cheap or some, or like a Judon who just takes a cheap deal. Or prove a deal, something like that. I don't know. Just get somebody who can rotate in on those fourth downs. We can run our NASCAR pack if you want to, anything. Um, another one, get Malik Hooker. I love Rodney McLeod. His knee's not going to be good until midseason. Malik Hooker can play center field. He's a good enough corner, a good enough safety. He's boys with, um, uh, what's his name? Pat, Nick Sirianni. So, and the last one is Kwan Williams out of, uh, Williams out of um, San Fran. Inexpensive nickel guy or inexpensive outside guy. If we can't get a corner in the second round, Sante Samuel Jr. Please. Um, and uh, yeah, they go alongside uh, Maddox and Darius Slay. That, that I just all defense for Philly in the frenzy. Don't don't work like offense draft defense. Like let's go get some cheap guys. So that's my dream scenario for Philly. If anybody actually cared, Pro- nobody does. But I mean, so I'm I'm looking at these you know these free agent cornerbacks and. Uh, the Giants need a quarter, corner, a second cornerback. And it's also a Frasian too. So is Rayshon Jenkins, and uh, 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 that's it. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, intern. Oh, no, that's all right. Um, I just don't, I don't know what the Giants will do for their secondary. I mean, why would we fork over a bunch of cash to an old? I mean, a lot of these cornerbacks are pushing thirty, and we're a young team. I don't know. For a second quarterback spot, what kind of contract we give to any of these guys? 
But then it's like, okay, what are we going to do? Draft a cornerback in the second or later rounds and see how it pans out. I mean, our defense is great as it is. If we just had that solid one piece, granted, actually, we don't know how Xavier McKinney will do. He could be versatile. He could end up playing a little bit of corner, but uh, that that's like the one spot because we have, we have Bradbury who's great lockdown corner. Then you have Logan Ryan, Xavier McKinney. And then that second cornerback spot is a revolving door. <laughs> Imagine if we did trade for Stephon Gilmore, that would be absurd. It won't happen, but that, that would be great. Kevin, for the love of God, I'm praying your Patriots just don't send him in our fucking division. For the love of all things holy. <laughs> I do not want to deal with Gilmore again. Like, Alshon Jeffrey and him got into basically a fist, almost a fist fight because they were a, a college roommates in high school. I mean, I, no, at South Carolina. So, I mean, like, just... Just send him to the NFC North, NFC West, NFC South, whatever. AFC South, I don't care. So number 11, the Patriots trade 15, Stephon Gilmore, and a first next year to the Giants for the 11th overall pick. Sure. Okay, I'll take it. That's okay, we'll just hand the ball to Miles Sanders. And The other, the last fourth guy I wanted was uh, Mike Davis. Dirt cheap power back. Mm, yeah. Just a perfect changeup for Sanders and uh, Boston Scott because I think they're going to let Clement walk. So, because he had just I – th- I think he peaked at Super Bowl 52, and that's it. Um, he runs hard. Clement oh, runs, he hard. runs hard. But the problem is he runs choppy, which doesn't fit with yeah. his own run system. No. Um, all right. Any last guys you want to bring up in free agency before we uh, send it over to our final stuff? Uh, Patriots, please bring back David Andrews. I love that man. Um, 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 at Kevin Zeeler at Nace Holder, restructure, please, or I will die. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Eagles, if we can't get a safety for the love of all things holy, please bring back Jalen Hurts. He was second in our league in tackles. He was elite. When it came to like just being our life savior in the running game, like that dude transitioning to safety was the best thing for his career. He went from being a horrible corner to being a decent safety, and I'm all here for it. Honestly, let McLeod heal, have Kayvon Wallace kind of play like that predator style striker back that we kind of ran with uh, uh, Malcolm Jenkins. That's kind of his his expertise. He ran that at Clemson. And have Hooker and have Mills be our safeties. That's a lot of speed in the back end to cover the field. So yeah, that's that's all I got to say about that. You said right. Jalen hurts the first time, by the way. Yeah, yeah, there's there's like four Jalen's on the Eagles. Okay, what do we do here? I think uh, we learn have their Eagles. names. His name is Jalen. Okay. All right, all right, Kev, you got something weird for me? I do actually. I have two weird things, but first. We all like music, right? No one's a weirdo. Absolutely. I went to high school with a kid who was like, "Oh yeah, I don't, I don't like music. I don't listen to it." <laughs> I, I, I was confused. That's like saying you don't like alcohol. <laughs> I was gonna. Oh, it's like saying you just don't like fun. Like I love music. Music's essential to me. I listen to it every like half my day. It's insane. But we all like music. We all like something that allows us to listen to music better. Well, we have an offer for you. Zero boundaries, max performance. The Push Ultra True Wireless Earbuds. And guys, uh, people don't like spending a lot of money, right? No. 
Well, the Push Ultra True Wireless Earbuds were $99.99 on SkullCandy.com. Now they're only $79.99. Beautiful. That's a $20 savings that you can then put towards a six-pack. Or a handle, or not a handle, a bottle of cheap bourbon. It's, the savings are unreal. Or a nice thing of Guinness. Now you might have to dip in the savings a little bit of that. I think a Guinness, depending on where you go, it's like $22, dollars Oh, they jacked up the price this year. It's so bad. But, um, yeah, love Skull Candy. I am a big fan of the Skull Candy um, jib. I use those as my Xbox earbuds and for uh, audio editing. Great sound quality and very inexpensive. So, and they're presenting the Corner Booth Podcast and weird shit in sports. I have two things. One, this is more a plug for myself. It's restarting tomorrow, but Gump Madness is here. Belly Up Sports is sponsoring it this year. The winner gets a Gump Madness shirt, which I designed the logo for it. I think it's very nice. Uh, it is restarting tomorrow because some people couldn't have a good time. They were buying bots, which... Guys, it's a Twitter, it's a pull on the bird app. You don't need to buy bots. Let's calm down. Uh, someone told me that I was being immature because I made fun of them for having bots. And I'm like, you fall, <laughs> dude. Uh, why would you think I'd be mature about anything? I literally said when you kept me off it when you were doing it, I'm not going to be mature about this. Uh, also, Clack, have fun at the baseball game tonight. Uh, but, so there's a lot of hate. About Tua, people think the Dolphins should trade him for Deshaun Watson. Want to hear a fun statistic for the media darling quarterback? Uh, Joe Burrow was accurate, not complete, accurate, on 7 of 40 deep passes last season. That's 17.5%. He was the worst deep passer in the NFL, and he would either overthrow the ball by four feet, not even four feet, by four yards. Not even. Like, some of these, I'm watching them right now. Some of these are just 10-foot overthrows. Or he'd throw it way under. And those were the accurate throws because the DB would break it up easily because he'd throw it right to the DB. And you know who was the second worst? Mitchell Trubisky on 8 of 31. <laughs> so Joe Burrow is a worse deep passer than Mitchie kissing titties. Oh my god. So, should the Bengals trade Joe Burrow for Deshaun Watson? Like why is no one talking about this? I I I don't know. Um all right. It's because, you know, Joe Burrow's like you said the media don't speaking of the media we're about to keep that smooth jazz for last call. Actually, no, no, actually today, since we're living balls out for ballsy.com, by the way, uh, promo code Blade of Sports, also another gr- proud sponsor of our podcast. We're kicking that Motley Crew right now. It, it, I say that because it sounds like Livewire's riff. Um, I'm I'm pissed, guys. I talked about this pre-show. I probably talked about this during the show. I am so sick of ESPN. I almost got a job there, which is I think hysterical. Um. They bash anything. So they, they bash players who aren't even on the Eagles anymore for being on the Eagles. Today they brought up Dak's contract. Um, and now they are going into this whole thing about with Dak and the money. First of all, Dak, congratulations. As one of your leader, leader of your hater club, I'm starting to resign. Because honestly, I watched your highlight tape the other day. I was like, you know what? 
He's honestly not that bad. He's pretty good. He's better than about probably 65% of the quarterbacks in this league. He's definitely better than Daniel Jones. But <laughs> I will say this. How did a Dak Prescott conversation turn into bashing Carson Wentz's 2020 season? He's and only like, and then it went into after that. Did the Eagles make a mistake in not trade in sticking with Hurts for the 2021 season? I am bewildered. I swear to God, somebody in ESPN's executives is on Dallas's payroll. As much as my team was a dumpster fire last year, it doesn't deserve the amount of crap they got thrown at them. There were 18 other teams who basically were run like garbage last year, but the only one that gets shit on is mine. I swear by ESPN. Max Kellerman can't go five minutes without hating on Carson Wentz. He has to bash the Eagles or something. I swear, Lurie and Wentz must have like messed with Max Kellerman or something, because that man has a vendetta against that franchise that I've never seen. Jimmy Johnson and Troy Aikman are more welcome in that city than Max Kellerman is. I can't understand what's up with it. But that's it. That's all for last call. You boys got anything else? Nope. All right, uh, vote enough. for me in Gump Madness once we, re- once we restart. Uh, belly up Kev for Twitter on those. And what what is, I never pronounce it correctly. What is your Twitter name for the uh, actual poll? So my handle is at belly up Kev. My name is McCorkle Stan account. For those who don't know, Matt Jones's full name is Michael McCorkle Jones. <laughs> Great name. Great fucking. Name. All right. That's it. That's all for Kev. He's the loyal American. He's the loyal Chicago of this year's bracket. Um, I'm Jared. That's the intern. That's Kev. Uh, Kev, uh, tailgate in the quad coming this week, or are you guys holding off for a couple days? We may. I have not talked to him. We, I may do a one-on-one interview with the runner of the Gump Madness bracket. Not bracket. Not sure yet. Um, I have a busy week. I will, however, be on the Cruise Control podcast this week, dropping Friday. Oof. So check that out. There you go. All right. Um, that's it. That's all, folks. Next week, we have a nice special guest, a family friend of the show. This man needs no introduction, so you'll just wait and see. Samir promised to be on his best behavior. Um, Pat will be back Thursday for our free, uh, for our live stream. It's going to be so much fun. Um, I'm Jared. That's the intern. That's Kevin. Thanks for stopping by, guys. Peace. Peace. Bye. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Podcast Network.